0: What's up, guys, and welcome to the Mason Jar Chronicles. I'm Corey, and I'm joined by...
1: Johnny. What's up?
0: Yeah, and today we are talking again about John Wayne Gacy. This is the last fucking
1: time we're doing this.
0: And that's why I decided I'm going to murder my mother.
1: I didn't feel that I had to face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm the king, man. I decide who does what and where they do it at. So next time you see me, I will kill you. Ready to be
0: done with it. I don't care if this is a fucking two-hour episode. We are finishing John Wayne Gacy today. Well, not two hours because I gotta go to bed. But maybe like an hour because I'm sick of this dude. I want to get it over with. Yeah,
1: we've got plenty to so, uh, cover, so I think we can rush yeah. it.
0: So last time we left off, we talked about Carol moving out of the house. We talked about Victims 4 and 5. We didn't really get into them too much because we ran out of time, but we we're going to pick back up with that today. So since Carol was no longer living in the house, Gacy pretty much had free range to do whatever he wanted to do. Literally one month after Gacy's divorce, he abducted, raped, and murdered 18-year-old Daryl Sampson. And then five weeks later, a 15-year-old boy named Randall Reffitt disappeared May 14th while walking home from high school. He was gagged with a cloth by Gacy, causing him to ex- uh, bleh, ex- asphyxiate. So he, like, like strangled, pretty much. Uh, hours after Refit disappeared, 14-year-old Sam- Samuel Stapleton was abducted while walking from his sister's apartment. Both of them were buried in the same grave in the crawl space, which is one weird thing that Gacy did. When he killed two in one night, he'd bury them in the same grave, like they're meant to be together i don't know why he did that i think he was just trying to just save a, time so that would be four five and six right there because daryl Sampson, samuel stapleton and randall Reffitt. so that's four five and six right there fucking crazy so now yeah. we're going to talk about seven eight nine and ten so on june 3rd 1976 Casey killed 17 year old michael Bonin. he was abducted strangled buried in the crawl space we're going to be saying that a lot so <laughs> just get ready to hear it over and over again Ten days later, William Carroll was abducted, murdered, and buried directly beneath Gacy's kitchen. I think it's so weird when they say, like, where in the home it is, like, beneath the kitchen. Like, later there's one in the hallway. The
1: kid beneath the barbecue pit. Like, it's so, it really puts it in perspective. These people were literally under this dude's house, like, where he lived. Yeah, I mean, look at the time space. I mean, ten days later, a few days later, I mean, right after the divorce, I mean, he was, like, rushing these. So, I mean, he really wasn't giving himself enough time to think about where he was going to put them. I don't think he could control himself, honestly. Like, I think
0: it was just, like, impulse. But he wasn't, like, Dahmer. He wasn't, like, fucking hammered when he did it. Like, no, I'm sure I mean, sometimes he was, but it wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't necessary, like, Dahmer. Like, Dahmer had to be fucking
1: shit-faced to go out and kill. And then he felt yeah, bad but after I mean, Casey still denied s- the shit. Yeah, it's one thing to say that, you know, you can't wait ten days to rub one out. But this dude's having to fucking take lives that quickly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean he's coming, nonetheless, but... If I had to kill someone to come, I'd probably, I, I'd space it out a bit, I'd like to think. But I mean, I guess if you kill someone to come, you're not, you're fucking crazy anyway.
1: Well, he's like, killing, problems, he's killing right? kids like quicker than the average person watches porn, I would think.
0: Yeah, like it's pretty frequent. I mean, th- four times in like a day, like that's, so the three identified, or the four identified, or no, 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 three identified boys killed between June 13th and August 6th were between 16 and 17. Whereas the only unidentified boy known to have been murdered between these dates is a boy with medium dark brown hair estimated to have been between 23 and 30 years old between five foot one and five foot six but is this man outside
1: of the parameters because
0: yeah he's a way older too old what he's usually going for well I mean it is an estimate but still it's way too old but uh he had two missing upper front teeth at the time of his disappearance leading investigators to believe this particular victim most likely wore a denture I don't know why that's really relevant. Well, but, I, mean, I mean, I guess if, like if when you're, you're trying to identify someone, it makes
1: yeah, sense. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, that's a that's a key moment in identifying someone. I mean, it's definitely like a like a noticeable thing, especially like scar if he's wearing or a, a denture. Or yeah, but I mean, if he's wearing dentures, then he has dental records, and that's something to go on as far as investigation and goes. identify him. Yeah, exactly. But he was
0: buried directly beneath the body of a 16-year-old Minnesota boy named James Haken Hakenson, who's last known to have phoned his family on August 5th. And whose body was itself buried directly beneath that of a seventeen-year-old Benisonville boy named Rick Johnson, who was last seen alive August sixth. Like he's just blazing through this shit, man. Like this is literally like he's cruising. Like he said, he's cruising through. Is his cruising years? Yeah. But he's just fucking slaughtering these boys, man. It's it's insane, honestly. Like when you think about how many and how quick. Like Gacy is a fucking monster. Like there's no other way to describe him. Right. But uh, what's really weird, and this is super fucking weird, so uh, he he hired 18-year-old David Cram on July 26, 1976, and he moved in with Gacy, but, which is, I mean, I guess what he would want, but I feel bad for the dude, but he didn't know who Gacy was, and we're going to see that in a minute. So one night he cornered Cram and tried the quote-unquote handcuff trick on him, but after he got the cuffs on him, he got the cuffs on him, Gacy told him he was going to rape him, and then Cram Cram had spent a year in the army. So I guess he knew how to fight a touch. So he kicked Gacy in the fucking face, got out of the handcuffs, and then that was just the end of it. Like they just were like, okay, this is it, I guess. And he didn't even move out. Why would you not move out? If we live together and you threaten to rape me, I'm fucking out, dude. Like fuck I you. He wrote I'm moving it, I guess
1: he wrote it off as Gacy was drunk. I mean, there's no I don't excuse. Give a fuck. I, no know I It doesn't but... matter. No.
0: This is it's, that's well intent
1: right there. But it, I mean, it also says that maybe he didn't have anywhere to go, so he really had to, like, blow it off because he would end up But also, this the was,
0: I mean, yeah, but this was also the time of boys will be boys kind of thing, you know? Like, this was a big thing back then that people, I mean, people still say it, but, like, this is, like, when it was really, uh, like, relevant. Yeah. Uh So one night... Uh after all of this, Gacy showed up in Cram's doorway of his bedroom with the idea to rape him and told him, Quote, Dave, you really don't know who I am. Maybe it would be good if you give me what I want. This fucking crazy talk, man. Why would you don't say that to a person? Unless you're a psychopath, I guess. Like no, Gacy you have is. you have
1: evil intentions if you say that to any any human being. You can even say that laughing, and it still sounds bad. I think it sounds worse if you're saying it and laughing. <laughs> you really don't know who I am. <laughs> you better. Maybe it would be good you know. if you give me what I want. Like,
0: no, that's <laughs> get the fuck out of my doorway, man. But then. uh Gacy attempted to rape him and failed, and then finally he fucking moved out and quit PDM contractors. I mean, yeah, rightfully so, you know? But shortly after this, another employee, Michael Rossi, moved into Gacy's home, and then he comes up a lot later, so we'll get to him again in a minute. So now we're on to victims 11 and 12. Two other identified boys were killed between August and October 1976. One was buried directly above William Carroll, yet higher than the body of Rick Johnston. So I guess he was, like, I guess Rick Johnston was like in between them. Victims 14, 15, and 16 now.
1: No, it'd be 13, 14, uh, and 15. I corrected it.
0: Oh, okay. So 13, 14, and 15 now. October 24th, Gacy abducted and murdered two friends, Kenneth Parker and Michael Marino. They were both strangled and buried in the same grave in the crawl space. And then two days later, William Bundy, ah, no relation to Ted Bundy, uh, unfortunately. Uh, he disappeared. But Bundy was a PDM employee and he was strangled and buried under Gacy's master bedroom. Like, dude, I just don't see how you can do this much murder like, and not get caught. Well, he's I mean, there's no way you could kill this many people but, today. Yeah, there's no but, fucking way. This yeah, but is a no one berserker was the mode. Home,
1: you know, so I mean, and as long as he stays an involved individual in his community like he apparently was, then no one's gonna close him. I guess he's him. like hiding out,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, he's still the type but of dude I mean, that was doing these heinous acts and then you know, when he saw his neighbors, he'd wave and strike up conversation, and never raised any suspicion with anybody. And dress as a fucking clown and go to kids' birthday parties. Plus, I mean, you got it's the seventies. You know, speaking of Bundy, and we'll get into him in a in, in, you know, probably the next episode. But yeah, you know, the the amount of or the lack of technology. You know, people weren't keeping tabs on you like they are now. I mean, there weren't cameras well, or, or uh, electronic documentation or just. People wanted to believe that they lived in a, 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 a I wouldn't say utopia society, but, uh, you know, they lived in, uh, I mean, it even happens now in 2019, you know, it's like the famous quote, I would have never thought it was happening in our own community kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So but no one thinks happening. about it. That's what's crazy, man. Like sometimes I'll drive by a neighborhood and I'm like, there's such a high chance that there's like someone trapped in one of those homes against their will. Yeah, like it's so likely. Like, look at look at uh, Ariel Castro, man. He kept those girls for nine years, and nobody fucking knew. It's crazy that like things can be that private back then. I mean, things are a lot different now because I mean, it, it, social media and all that kind of stuff. And not only that, but like back then when Gacy was doing this, like police didn't really share stuff across like state lines. You know,
1: like well, well it's if not you- even authorities. You're talking nowadays. You've got. You know these boys that he killed. If if he would have done it, you know, in today's age, these kids, you know, they would have like facebooks and twitters and all kinds mm-hmm. of shit. where then they wouldn't be posting. Where they're constantly be documenting concerned. what they're doing and they're checking into places. So the second they're not posting stuff, people are, you know, like, well, what the fuck. They're gonna, and then you know, probably be easier to catch
0: them because they'd be like, oh, "I'm going to Gacy's house to fucking exactly. drink some beers or something," yeah, and then you know where the last place of, they were of
1: them at work at PDM Construction and putting it on their social media. Yeah, site, exactly. So. Thanks a lot, Instagram. Now we can't murder people anymore. Appreciate it. Well, they've definitely technology has forced you know killers to be a little more creative than they have been, which is good. Well, they say there's a it's a statistically there's
0: I think it's five to six active serial killers at any time, but I mean. Being a serial killer now would be so much more difficult. But I mean, I guess if, like, and this is the last part I'm gonna say because we need to get back to the show. But I guess if, like, you're killing the quote less than dead, you know what I mean? Like, black prostitutes, for example, are considered less than dead, not in my opinion, but in law enforcement's opinion. Right. Basically, drifters. Like, you could still kill drifters, no problem, because no one's looking for them. And typically, they don't have the internet. Right. I'm not saying I'm gonna go out killing drifters, I'm just saying. That's really the only way you could do it now. Yeah, I think look for
1: because if you want to take out, it's yeah, that no one's going to worry about. No one's looking for. No one's going to miss. Exactly, which is where Gacy fucked up towards
0: the end of this. So, uh, December 1976, another PDM employee, Gregory Godzik, disappeared, and Godzik had only worked for Gacy for three weeks. During this time, Gacy had his had him dig a trench for some kind of pipe. This is a quote from Godzik. Uh, in his crawlspace, and most likely Godzik was digging graves for Gacy, which obviously he would not be held responsible for because he had no idea. But still, like, how did you not smell it, man? I mean, I'm not blaming him, but I feel like you'd smell it and be like, what the fuck, did you shit No, but it is
1: an eerie thought, though, that you're digging your own grave.
0: And I mean, well, I mean, if you're digging the graves, I mean, how how long before you're in one of those graves, you know what I mean? Like, even if, if he knew they were graves, it's like, I'm an accomplice now. How long before I'm in one of those fucking graves? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, Godzik's parents found his abandoned car and contacted Gacy. Gacy claimed Godzik ran away, and he had told him before he did it, which is fucking strange. Like, hey, boss, I'm going to run away. Like,
1: yeah. what the fuck? now he's someone that, you know, these, these boys are confiding in. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: suddenly. So, victim 17, and we're here. This is where Dahmer stopped or was caught, so this is, we're passing the point now. So a month later, on January 20th, 1977, Josh Sizik, a 19-year-old friend of Butkovich, Godzik, and Gacy, disappeared. So he was a friend of all of them. Sizzik was buried directly above Godzik, and then Gacy lured Gacy lured Sizik to his home on the pretense of selling him his Plymouth satellite. Gacy kept a ring with Sizzik's initials on it in his drawer, a portable Motorola TV, and then later sold Sizik's car to Michael Rossi. Now, the ring... The Gacy kept was like a class ring. And so we're going to see that come up, and that's kind of going to pin Gacy later on, but we'll see how that happens.
1: I mean, All you right. got to think, these are trophies, too. He's not just keeping shit just to keep it. I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, most serial killers keep some kind of trophy. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so, victim 18, 19, tw- 20, and 21 uh, start yes. between December se- uh, 1976 and March 1977, where Gacy-, Gacy is known to have killed an. an, an Fuck me, dude. So, victim 18, 19, 20, and 21. Uh, between December 1976 and March of 1977, Gacy is known to have killed an un- unidentified boy estimated to be around 25 years old. He was buried in the crawl space below the body of John Prestige. Prestige. Uh, a boy uh, Gacy killed on March 15th. After the murder of Prestige, it is believed Gacy murdered another unidentified boy, although the timing is a little inconclusive. The boy was buried parallel to the wall of Gacy's crawlspace directly beneath the entrance to his home. The two victims... Just think of all the people that came to his house and, like, just walked. I don't see how you didn't smell shit. I really just don't understand how an odor was not coming from this part of the neighborhood.
0: It was known that Gacy just had a stinky house, but he was a hefty guy. Maybe they just thought it was fat guy stink. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. you I never think... suspect your neighbor to be a murderer.
1: Right. You know but what I'm saying? I, I, would I assume mean, I do all the time. With, without, but... uh, you know, the, the lack of experience or knowledge, I would assume that there is a distinct difference between, uh, you know, a, a messy house and rotting flesh.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I agree. But. but... I mean, this is ni- I mean, 1976. I guess people weren't thinking their neighbor's a murderer. If anything happens next door, I always assume the neighbor's murdering somebody. If I hear a scream, all that dead great. body pretty soon.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could get away with murder apparently if you're a clown. Right. So the Down
0: two victims, climb.
1: the two victims murdered on the same day in May of 1976 were buried alongside the boy. Yet sequential burial patterns of three victims murdered in 1977 leave an equal possibility that this particular victim may have been murdered in the spring or summer of 1977. It's so hard to keep up with this shit, man. Like,
0: I'm getting lost, and I'm the one that fucking typed it. Yeah, there's... But it's so hard to keep up.
1: It, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on, on all at once. So all that is known about this boy is that he was between 17 and 21, and that he had suffered a fractured left collarbone before his disappearance. Well, Which, that's an indicator. I mean, you could right. That I mean, that's going to be, be easier to identify once you find the bones and bodies and. We got to think
0: technology was not where we are now. Like it's no wasn't even close to where we are now. So no, like I said before, this is before people was before DNA hard. and any kind of scientific yeah.
1: forensics was a thing.
0: So I like to think now, if Gacy had done all the shit he did, he would have gotten caught way ahead of time. Oh,
1: Absolutely. Like, way before he got to 33 boys. I think the second he showed up to his first party dressed up as a clown, it would have raised red flags. Yeah, people would have been like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. So, victim number 22, in April of 1977, Rossi moved out of Gacy's home. Around this time, Gacy had become engaged uh, to a woman he'd been dating for about three months uh his, and his fiance, uh, she moved into the house. The How does he pull these girls, man? I don't man? fucking know. I understand the, this. The en- How does he do it? The engagement was mutually called, uh, called off in June of that year. A month later, Gacy killed 19-year-old Matthew Bowman. Yeah. So Matthew Bowman was buried in the crawl space with a tourniquet used to strangle him, uh, and it was knotted around his neck still. In August of 1977, a clue emerged to the disappearance of John Sizik. Michael Rossi, who had bought Sizzik's car from Gacy, was arrested for stealing gasoline from a service station while driving that car. <laughs> the attendant noted the license plate number, and police traced the car to Gacy's house. When questioned, Gacy told officers that Sizek had sold the car to him in February with the explanation that he needed money to leave town. The police did not pursue the, the, the matter any further, although they did inform Sizzik's mother that her son had sold his car to Gacy. In
0: Which is another, I feel like another red flag. I mean, he's the last person to see him either way, whether he left town or whether he's dead. Right, yeah, know? I
1: mean, every, every sign points to Gacy.
0: I mean, he's kind of fucking himself by saying like, yeah, he came to me right before he left. Like, dude, now you're a prime
1: suspect, you know? I
0: right. guess it wasn't enough because he's still fucking murdering people.
1: So, in late 1977, Gacy and Carol Hoff reunited in hopes of working things out. Uh, Carol Hoff is the failed engagement. Uh, (laughs) The one where he's like, we're not having sex anymore. Right. By the end of 1977, Gacy is known to have murdered six young men between the ages of 16 and 21.
0: That's just fucking... Which
1: brings us to victim 23. The first being 18-year-old Robert Gilroy. He was suffocated and buried in the crawlspace. This murder took place while Gacy was out of town, so it is believed Gacy may have had help. Like, this is a big thing. Like, that's huge, considering he had one of the boys
0: digging graves. Like, what if he had another boy killing people for him as well?
1: Uh, I mean, they're something... giving me a
0: pretty good fucking pay raise at this contractor company if I'm be murdering people. That wasn't in the job description, motherfucker.
1: Yeah. So, victim 24, 10 days later, a U.S. Marine named Josh Mowry disappeared after leaving his mother's house. He was strangled and buried in the northwest corner of the crawl space, perpendicular to the body of William Bundy. It's
0: like fucking Tetris down there, man. It's gotta be fucking like...
1: Yeah, so uh, which brings us to victims 25, 26, and 27. October 17, Russell Nelson disappeared. He was strangled and buried in the crawl space. Less than four weeks later, Robert Winch was murdered. He was strangled and buried in the crawl space. November 18th, 20-year-old Tommy Bowling disappeared after leaving a bar. He and Winch were buried together in the crawl space right below the hallway. So then, which brings us to uh, every victim after this uh, was either thrown in the river or buried elsewhere. He's done putting... No, no, no.
0: 29 was thrown in the river. After 29, He's thrown in the river. This, I was wrong. Okay. What's on the screen is right. I was wrong with 26. I don't know why I thought it was 26. So keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Just go on to 25, 26. Because... I'm going to cut all that out. Just okay. Just go to 28.
1: I, fuck, I fucked everything up. No, no you're good. You're good. It's fine. Moving on to victim 28, two weeks after Bowling's murder, another U.S. Marine named uh, David Talsma disappeared on December 9th after telling his mom he was going to a concert. Talsma was strangled and buried in the cross space. You know, him telling his mom that he was going to a concert, that's what I'm talking about as far as, like, social media. Like, it, you know, people check in constantly yeah. throughout their day. So and who, how many
0: Snapchats have you seen of a whole fucking concert on their phone? You know what I mean? Oh, like, like every other was, song was, they is would know he didn't go put up yeah. on
1: Instagram, and it's especially it's 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 especially annoying when it's a show that you didn't know about or you wanted to go to, and now you have to watch all your friends fucking yeah. hang out and have fun. But now you know they're not murdered. So on December thirtieth, nineteen seventy seven, Gacy abducted nineteen year old Robert Donnelly from a bus stop at gunpoint. Now, to my knowledge, this is the first time he's used a weapon.
0: Uh, yeah. As far as I know, yeah.
1: So Gacy took him to the house, raped him, tortured him, uh, with various devices. Uh do we know what he used? Uh he
0: what he would do is he repeatedly dunked his head in the bathtub until he passed out. And this was another thing Gacy would do. He would he would strangle them until they were about to passing out and then he resuscitate. So he would do it, then resuscitate him to do it again, which is crazy fucked up. He put a pill bottle up his ass, you know, like the orange plastic ones. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't know why he did that, but Donnelly was in such pain at one point he literally told Gacy get it over with, telling him to kill him. To which Gacy said, "I'm getting around to it." So fucked. Uh, it's so fucked, man. But after several hours, Gacy took Donnelly back to where he worked, removed the handcuffs, and let him go. And then Donnelly reported the assault to the police. And when questioned, Gacy told him they were having quote slave sex, and nothing more came of it. Because you got to think. Remember Dahmer with the 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 Filipino boy? They yeah. were like, "Oh, these gay. I don't want to deal with it. Just let him go." This is the same concept here. Like, they didn't want to deal with this with because it was
1: gay. Like they were, it's like prejudice. Yeah, I'd rather not hear about it. Don't tell me about it. Yeah, I don't like, hear about it. I, I want to deal with it. Yeah,
0: but uh, if they would have acted on this shit and like looked into it, they would see that this dude's been fucking boys all along and murdering them.
1: Right. I'm getting upset now. That's okay. It's upsetting. Victim now, This tw- is the last boy that was put into the crawl space. After this, they were all thrown in the river. So victim twenty nine. The following month, Gacy killed nineteen year old William Kindred. Kindred had told his girlfriend he was going to a bar. He was the final body to be buried in Gacy's crawl space. The rest were thrown into uh, uh, De Plaines River. I, yeah, I think that's it's how De Plains. you pronounce it? Yeah. Um, so Gacy
0: admitted he initially was going to store bodies in his attic, but was was afraid of complications from, quote, excessive leakage from the boys. So he decided to start throwing him off the I-55 bridge, and he threw five bodies off this bridge, claiming one had landed on a passing barge. Only four were ever recovered from the river. So the final murders, the first to be thrown off the bridge was 20-year-old Timothy O'Rourke. O'Rourke? Yeah, like Beto. Yeah, yeah. His body was found six miles downstream on June 30th. On November 24th, Gacy killed a 19-year-old named Freak Landingen? Seems looks like Landingen. I hope I'm not messing that up.
1: Landingen? Uh, his
0: body was found... Landingen? Landingen? Yeah. Okay, let's not mock him, because he's dead now. So.
1: yeah, yeah. I no, got it. No, much respect. Just don't know how to say the yeah. fucking name.
0: But your name is kind of funny, so I'm sorry. If we weren't going to hell, we are now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> uh, I am so sorry to the Lendingen family, honestly. I mean that. Uh, his body was found in the De Plains River on November 12th, and less than three weeks later, on November 24th, a 20-year-old Elmwood Park boy named James Mazara, Mazara disappeared after sharing Thanksgiving dinner with his family. This, that sucks, man. Right after Thanksgiving, I mean, you see your whole family, and then you get murdered. That's a bad time.
1: It, it definitely ruins future Thanksgivings, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're going to enjoy Thanksgiving nearly hey, as right much, no matter Christmas, how many turkeys Christmas there are. Christmas is ruined, yeah. yeah. Fucking Gacy, man, I hate this guy. His body was found on December 28th, so yeah, fucking Christmas is definitely ruined now, because now you got a thing in a few days, you know. The cause of death in this case uh, of landing and was certified, or was decided to be suffocation th- through the boy's own underwear being lodged down his throat, plugging his airway and... Con- Effectively causing him to drown in his own vomit. Fucked up shit. It is fucked up shit. So, this is the one that got fucking, that got Gacy finally. This fucking dude got someone that people actually cared about and he finally got fucked. So, on December 11th, 1978, Gacy went to a pharmacy to discuss some contractor work when he saw 15 year old Robert Peist. And he basically fell in love with this dude instantly. He was everything he wanted, I guess. He told Peist, he had a company that hired young boys and would pay him $5 an hour, which is double what he was making at the pharmacy. Can you imagine $5 an hour being enough to, like, live on? Well, That's in the 70s, crazy.
1: I mean, that was pretty reasonable, I guess.
0: Yeah, for real, seriously. Must have been nice. But Pice stated that he was trying to buy a Jeep, and Gacy used this as, as a way to persuade him. So he told him, you know, he can, he can buy his Jeep now. And then the boy's mom's birthday was coming up. So he also told him, what better gift to get your mom than a new job, which, I mean, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but whatever. So after Pice didn't return home, his family filed a missing persons report. This is the first missing persons report we know of as far as all these boys who have been murdered. Gacy being named the last person to talk to Pice, he was questioned but denied it all. The police came to Gacy's home. I'm going to speed through this because we're kind of running out of time now. So I hope you guys can keep up. No, you know what? I'm going to take my time because this is a good part. So the police came to, Casey, came, to Casey, came to Gacy's home to talk to him and recalled a terrible smell in the home. Gacy told them he'd come down to the station later to give a statement saying he did not talk to Pice. Gacy came to the station covered in mud, claiming he'd been into an accident. What do you think he was doing? Probably burying the fucking body under the house. But, I mean, why didn't you change clothes, you fucking idiot? Right. So, Gacy stuck to his story about not offering Pice the job, and the police asked if Gacy had returned to the store that evening around 8 p.m. He said he did because Phil Torf called him to tell him he left his appointment book, but the police had already spoke to Torf and said this wasn't true. So, Gacy's lying through his fucking teeth. Police were convinced it was Gacy, so they looked into his past. Finding his open battery charge, a judge ordered a search of Gacy's home. They found many unusual items, Josh Sizzik's ring, clothes too small for Gacy, a 2x4 with holes drilled in it, various books on homosexuality, a pistol, and a receipt from the pharmacy that Peist worked at. They confiscated Gacy's automobile and all the PDM vehicles, and assigned a two-man surveillance team to Gacy. So this dude is fucking fucked at this point. He's being watched. They have all his shit. They have John Sizick's ring. Josh Sissex's ring is in his house. Let's uh,
1: fucking arrest him at yeah, that dude, point. Too many loose ends. Uh, too too many pieces of evidence. I mean, there's no way. Yeah, there's there's way to, it's way it's piling, man. Out of this. There's no way. No.
0: Somehow he must have. Or they wanted to get. Maybe they wanted to get more evidence to like really pin him. So police further examined his Oldsmobile and had a police dog examine the car as well, and while examining it, the dog laid down in the passenger seat, indicating that Pice was in the passenger seat at some point. This dude's fucked at this point. By December 16th, Gacy was becoming comfortable with his surveillance to Texas and would regularly invite them to eat with him at restaurants. He would still refute the fact that he was involved with Pice's disappearance and would say they were harassing him because of his political affiliation. Get the fuck out of here. Shut up. Which wasn't true. But Gacy was a real suspect in this case. So one evening, Gacy and the detectives were having dinner at a restaurant where Gacy discussed his marriage, his business, his clown acts, and he ended the conversation with quote You know, clowns can get away with murder. He thinks he's untouchable, man.
1: Well, just like any but other I mean, serial killer. I mean, you get to a point. But I mean, where look at all the bodies. Right. I mean, you reach a number of murders and you you tend to get cocky. I assume it's fucking yeah. You're
0: like, I'm never gonna get caught. It's like that Ted Bundy quote, where like. First time, you're really careful, but then by, like, the fourth or fifth time, you forget. It's like changing – he said it's like changing a tire the first time. You follow all the steps, and then by the fifth, fourth or sixth time, you know, you forget where you place the wrench. Comparing it to, like, when you kill people, like, you get complacent. Well, you, That's you, not the you actual quote, the, but he says something you like You get rid that. of your
1: checklist. Is You know, the second yeah. you stop going down your checklist number by number, you're going to get – yeah, you're going to get a fuck ton complacent you and think, you start slipping. Yeah, you think
0: you're untouchable. Exactly. So – by December 18th, Gacy was getting worn down. He's unshaven, visibly rattled all the time. He's always anxious, and typically he was shit-faced. So he went to his lawyer's office and prepared to file a 750000 civil suit against the Plains Police Department. That day, the serial number of the receipt they found in Gacy's home came back and was traced to 17-year-old Kim Byers, who said she placed the receipt in Pice's jacket in hopes it would make him think of her and call her. Oh, But I take it he did not. He did not. Uh, but this... This contradicted Gacy—this contradicted that Gacy didn't have any contact with Paisa that night. The same evening, Rossi, the boy that lived with Gacy, told police on one occasion Gacy had him spread lime in the crawlspace of the house, which to cover up the smell, I'm I'm, supposed—I'm guessing.
1: Well, uh, lime helps uh, erode and eat away at decaying bodies. Like, it it, just—it disintegrates, like, anything that it's on, so. Right, so—wait, lye or Lime. Lime. Like, oh. like a mm, bag you know. of lime, like you can just, it just, it helps to just, it helps with the decaying process. Huh. Well, I guess Gacy knew this and did that and had him do that.
0: On December 19th, evidence was being compiled to get a search warrant for Gacy's home. Fucking finally. The same day, Gacy's lawyer filed the civil suit. That afternoon, Gacy invited the detectives into his home, which is super fucking bold. Consider, But you know he got used to the smell, so he doesn't think there's a smell. Fucking idiot. Right. So while using the toilets, one of the detectives, which is coincidentally a homicide detective, smelled a familiar smell of rotting flesh coming from Gacy's air ducts because he had the heater on. Before all the other times, it was, he didn't have the heater on,
1: so now he smelled it, and he knows what that smell is. Well, that's what I've been thinking. I mean, it's Wisconsin, so it does get cold, and that probably helps with odors. But, I mean, he did a lot of these in the spring and summertime, and it still gets warm and humid up there.
0: Yeah, enough to turn your, your, your heater on in the winter. On the evening of December 22nd, Gacy drove to his lawyer's office to attend a scheduled meeting. Gacy was upset and asked for something to drink. His lawyer, Sam Amirante, got him a glass of whiskey, and while in the office, Gacy picked up a newspaper and pointed at the cover and said, This boy is dead. He's in a river. After this, Gacy started confessing to all the murders and talked all night to his lawyer. Gacy said, I have been judge, jury, and executioner to many people, most of whom he said were buried in the crawlspace and others in the river. After leaving the office, Gacy went to a gas station. While there, he handed a bag of weed to a boy named Lance Jacobson. He, Lance Jacobson, promptly gave it to the officers tailing Gacy. And I don't know why they didn't arrest him right then and there. On uh, what's the word I'm thinking of when you have something? Uh, well, it's
1: contraband, but I mean it's it's drug distribution. But maybe no, they knew. Like when you... Maybe they wanted him on uh, a bigger charge, so they kind of let that slide so they could catch him on something heavier.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I guess. Yeah. So Gacy then drove to a fellow contractor's house, Ronald Road, and told him, I killed 30 people, give or take a few, while crying and hugging Road. While all this is going on and Gacy was visiting people while he was still free, officers were finalizing the search warrant for his home. Once they got it, they rushed over to Gacy's house and found that he had unplugged his sump, sump pump and flooded his crawlspace. Uh, to clear the water, they just fucking plugged it back in and waited. <laughs> like <he's,
1: laughs> we, we You're bad that. at this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're bad at this now. Uh, This isn't going to make the bodies go away. So evidence technician named Daniel Gentry entered and started digging. Within minutes, they found putrefied flesh and a human bone. Gentry immediately shouted to the investigators, they can charge Gacy with murder and then said, I think this place is full of kids, which is a word you never want to say when talking about evidence in a murder charge. Police found Gacy and said he wanted to, quote, clear the air. He knew he was fucked, so he spent the early morning hours of December twenty second, 1978, telling police that since 1972 he had committed 25 to 30 murders all of whom he claimed were runaways or male prostitutes not entirely true
1: no but police... I think he was just i mean he's confessing but he still wants he's to... been he's a
0: he was a liar till death well, man yeah, he, he denied it he wanted
1: to it. shed light on the, you know he wanted to believe that he wasn't all bad so it's like yeah i did these fucked up things but you know i also But
0: police asked him specifically about Robert Pice, and Gacy confessed he strangled him at his house the evening of December 11th he also admitted to sleeping next to Pice's body that evening before throwing it in the river. Brings us back to his first incident with the body in the, in the, the morgue, remember? Right. So the trial. Gacy was brought to trial February 6, 1980 and charged with 33 murders. Gacy's defense team <laughs> tried to say all 33 murders were accidental because of erotic asphyxiation, which they were like, "Uh, no, that's not what happened. No, There's it, no and fucking it, And it's more. still murder. And it's still murder, like, nonetheless. And why would you not say, like, why would you not, after the first one, be like, whoa, I need to tell somebody. Uh, It took the jury two fucking hours to sentence him to death. Two hours. (laughs) Imagine how big this trial was. All the evidence, all this shit. And it took him two fucking hours to be like, yeah, this dude needs to die for sure. The initial date of execution was set for June 2nd, 1980. Gacy stayed on death row for 14 years and was put to death on May 9th, 1944 by lethal injection. Too good of a death for him. 94. What did I say? 44. Well, yeah. 1944. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a ghost. We, we took him <laughs> so back Gacy, in time, killed him before he And then he murdered his him. <laughs> heinous murders. <laughs> and so we murdered him beforehand. But uh, his execution took 18 minutes because of complications with the IV tube. Which, uh, I hope it hurt. I hope it fucking hurt him so bad. Gacy was pronounced dead at 1258, May 10th, 1994. His brain was removed and is in the possession of Helen Morrison, a witness from the defense at Gacy's trial. I wish I had that. Can you that imagine? That would be
1: a pretty cool, uh, decoration on your office desk, for sure.
0: Yeah, it makes me, like... So like green with jealousy that she has that, and I wish I could have that. I don't know. I wonder what, how she I don't know got one. I wonder how she got possession of that. I thought of that too. How did she get that? Like what? Why they were like, who wants the brain? And like they threw it, and I guess she was the one that caught it. It was like a bouquet. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it was in a jar already. But uh, we're fucking done with Gacy. Thank God. Fuck. I'm sick of this guy. I need to take a fucking shower. Yeah, clean. The so cell that's cell phone,
1: Gacy.
0: Yeah. All this, all these dirty, dirty words off of me. You can follow me on Instagram at gnarly davidson. You can follow Johnny at Johnny Two Jokes. You can follow the show at MJC Podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter at MJC Podcast. Uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. We are on Spotify now. If you guys didn't see the post on Instagram, you can listen to us there now, which I feel is easier than the podcast app, in my opinion. So you can listen to us there or on iTunes or Blog Talk or Patreon or whatever. We haven't talked about Patreon in a while. But uh, that's the show, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Not on the flippity-flip, huh? Ah, shit. We'll catch you guys on the flippity-flip.